This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. It is Wednesday, September 22nd. Sorry, had to think about what day it was. Uh, we should be speaking with Anna Kelly at 8 a.m., so about 30 minutes or so from now. So that's how I know it's Wednesday. Uh, as I look for the daily financial news, uh, we got to get started by congratulating some people for closing their first or next deal. I should have done a couple of these yesterday, but I forgot with all the excitement. So let me congratulate them now. Justin, Stefan, Joshua, Mickey, and Geraldine, and Mark. Congratulations. For your first or next rental property, your cards will be going out. And I want to congratulate everybody for doing the work, being a part of the One Rental at a Time community, Facebook group, all of that stuff. You guys are awesome. Keep doing it. Thank you very much. As we look at the daily financial news, where do I want to start? Let's start at the bottom of the page. So uh, don't know if you saw this, but it looks like Disney came out with a, uh, a report kind of lowering expectations. If you don't know already, Disney, Disney Plus specifically, uh, as I said over a year ago, kind of came out at the exact right time. And, um, you know, now it's time to kind of pay up, right, the... the Health crisis is behind us. They kind of pulled forward all of that demand, and they were certainly going to miss expectations. They couldn't keep that growth rate going, and they've now acknowledged that Q4 subscriptions will be down uh, or lower than expectations. To that end, FedEx. FedEx also released earnings, and this is one we talked about over the weekend like, I think FedEx is going to be light, and we thought it was going to be light because of actually what we saw at retail stores. If you remember the weekend conversation, we're like, you know what? A lot of the mall-based retailers were reporting above expectations, which meant to me shoppers were going to the store. They were stopped ordering brown boxes from Amazon, Etsy, and the like. And sure enough, FedEx hit top line but missed bottom line, so... Uh, it is really interesting to peel this apart. So they did hit expectations on revenue or top line, but they are really hurting uh, as far as expense management. They did highlight labor shortages or difficulty in hiring. They talked about rising labor costs and also the cost of transportation for them, obviously, um, gas and jet fuel and things of that nature. So again, they are having a very difficult time managing costs and they missed, they missed earnings by 50 cents, I think, 53 cents. So a pretty significant miss. Most importantly, though, they lowered expectations going forward. Again, earnings releases are kind of like the rearview mirror looking backwards. It's their forward or future guidance that is really moving stocks most of the time. And uh, yeah, FedEx uh, lowered guidance. This seems to be a theme. Right, We talked about this, what was it, three weeks ago with PPG, uh, Sherman Williams, and I think Pulte Holmes all lowered earnings the same week, Right, all lowered expectations. 
We are no longer getting positive earnings surprises. It definitely seems to be going the other way, a la add FedEx, add Disney to the mix. And why is this important? Let's just say the price-to-earnings ratio is stretched in the stock market. And if you start getting a lion's share of negative surprises, when does the P.E. go down? When does the multiple go down? Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens in the market. Next up, again, going bottom up, mortgage demand came out strong. Mortgage demand for the week is strong. It's reported every Wednesday. Uh, it looks like they, they saw a significant jump in buying homes and refinance week on week. It certainly appears. Again, mortgage demand is very early in the process. We'll talk about existing home sales in a minute. But mortgage demand was up for the week, and they actually highlighted, which is, I don't remember when they ever did this, they highlighted mortgage demand for new homes. I don't ever remember them doing that. I've been reading this for years. Maybe they did. I just missed it, but I saw it today. Uh, they said this usually goes down as school starts, because again, mortgage demand starting now, probably a closing in November, right? So... Uh, maybe late October, but probably November. <clears throat> Excuse me. So again, mortgage demand uh, jumped for homes, jumped for refi, and they called out new home construction, which I really thought was interesting given what Pulte and Lennar and all these other companies are saying about slowing development or slowing um, sales. So pretty crazy stuff. Uh, and again, if I didn't say refis were up 7%, purchases were up 5%. Uh, in the mortgage, the 30-year mortgage, for the fourth week in a row at 3.03%. Crazy. 3% money. Go get that 30-year money. Go get it fixed. If we have the 70s inflation, it could get interesting. Next up, Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon is someone, if you don't know, uh, when there's an article that highlights him, I generally read it. Char um, Warren Buffett, Sam Zell, uh, Jamie Dimon are people I will, you know, it'll catch my attention. I'll go, okay, I'll, I'll read that. Jamie Dimon is out saying uh, you need to appreciate that the Fed is basically not omniscient. They are wrong sometimes. And Jamie Dimon says one of his fears, not prediction, but fears, is that inflation will keep running hot through the rest of the year and that the Fed will be forced to be reactive instead of proactive. The Fed, generally speaking, again, according to Jamie Dimon, likes to be proactive they like to get out early. They like to do all of this. But Jamie Dimon is clearly saying one of the tail risks in the economy is the Fed will be too dovish, i.e. not taper enough, not raise rates, and then a market accident will happen and they will be forced to raise rates very quickly, which will throw us into a pretty significant recession next year. Again, Jamie Dimon is not calling for it, but it's certainly on the board of risks, uh, and I think, again, my research into the Fed presidents pre-Paul Volcker, man, it just seems to be very similar to what Jerome Powell has done. He's, he's taken inflation from priority one, made it priority two, taken jobs from priority two, made it priority one. Seems to be a very big uh, repeat of what was happening in the 70s. We do have a Fed announcement today. The big question is, do they announce tapering or do they wait till their next meeting in November? I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they officially announce tapering today, meaning we'll go from 120 to 110 or 100 as far as buying mortgage bonds? Not what they should do. It's what do you think will happen? And um, I'm going to guess 
I'm going to guess they don't announce it. Don't know why. Just They should. Don't get me wrong. This is not a should they. I just don't think they are. I think they're going to say that the jobs picture is so murky and all of those things, the this and that, and we're, we're going to wait. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to announce anything. I think it's going to be a more, you know, rates will be low forever. We're not going to raise rates, all of that stuff. Uh, lots of things got announced in the last couple of days out of Congress. Congress is back in session this week. I have seen calls for 50K student loan forgiveness back on the table. I've seen somebody propose eviction moratorium in Congress. That's, again, what the Supreme Court said. is uh, It has to be an act of Congress, so somebody put out a bill. Uh, also, looks like uh, somebody put out a bill to continue the federal unemployment bonus again. And uh, it looks like they just passed, this one passed the House. Uh, they're trying to avoid a shutdown uh, and suspend the debt limit. Man, can you imagine Congress without a debt limit? Ooh, scary. So we'll see. I don't think, I don't think most of those go anywhere, uh, but we shall see uh, what is going on. Again, the debt limit is something I've been highlighting for a month. It is in crunch time now. We shall see where that goes. Uh, and then lastly, we can, we can oh, actually two things. Existing home sales. Existing home sales actually dropped 2%. Kind of expected. We've been talking on this channel about buyers kind of taking July and August off. So it didn't shock me that existing home sales, and again, existing home sales are actually closed contracts. New home sales that come out tomorrow are signed contracts. So it's a little fuzzy. But existing home sales are actually closed escrows. Ownership's been changed, all of that. So that dropped 2%. Not a surprise. Uh, Year-on-year -year value increased almost 15%, again, nationally speaking, to 356. Uh, there are, uh, this one surprised me. Uh, available homes were down. Uh, last month, they were 1.32. It is now 1.29, or if, what did they say that was, like an 8% drop? That is the wrong way. We need home, we need home inventory to go up. So I would love to hear from you. Our listings, especially if you have a buy box, if you're following what we talk about at one rental at a time, is inventory up now versus a month ago? Let me know in the comments below. I want to hear from you. What's going on? I did not expect this. It's not what I'm hearing from real estate agents, but maybe, maybe my data is too West Coast specific. Maybe there's no inventory out east or in the central uh, U.S. So if you're following me and you have a buy box, let me know. Last 30 or 60 days, is inventory up or down? You can just leave a comment up or down in the comments below, either two letters or four. Uh, I will know what's going on. Just, just curious what my community is seeing. Uh, and then finally, kind of uh, what's going on with the Evergrande thing. A couple of market-moving things. First and foremost, they have uh, settled. Notice I didn't say paid. Settled. Settled domestic bond payments for the week. Remember, we had payments due on Thursday, which, oh, by the way, it's Thursday morning out, or almost Thursday morning there, or it will be Thursday morning soon out in China. Uh, but they resolved or settled domestic payments. So it doesn't say they paid. That means they could have traded, you know, apartments or something. And also notice they said domestic payments. They are clearly paying people in China, China banks first. If you are um, international banks, you might be uh, left holding the bag. Uh, as we step back from this, what are we really thinking about? You got to remember the Chinese economy is slowing down, slowing down pretty significantly. We talked about that. I think it was last week where retail sales or the consumer 
was only up 2% when they expected to be up 9 That is a significant miss. I suspect uh, when you see Evergrande in the news and you actually see Chinese citizens protesting, that is not normal. Uh, I suspect there may be some... Um, the consumer in China may be getting scared, right? We talk about it in the U.S. Uh, about watching the consumer because they drive the economy. It will be interesting to see what happens with the Chinese economy. If the consumers really retreat, uh, if they really have all their wealth in housing, and now housing is proved to be not the place to have it, what will happen? Will they sell? Will they retreat? Will they save? It is going to be very interesting to watch. If you do not have faith in your personal balance sheet or your what you own, you will save money and spend less. Lastly, um, President Xi, I think it's a president. I think he's called a president. Anyways, the top guy at China, he is saying housing is for living, not for speculation. So again, I think what is going to go on is they're going to whack property developers who got too rich, too big for their britches, just like Jack Ma and all the tech executives, just like all the education companies, just like all the video game companies. They are clearly whacking big parts of their economy and they want to punish wealth. Uh, they're going to take them down a notch. And I really think that this is just going to raise the cost of capital in China, which actually might be good for the rest of the world, right? China was sucking in a lot of commodities, a lot of money or debt. If that stops or gets more expensive, their economy will slow down, but that money will go somewhere else. So uh, it is going to be very, very interesting. So you guys have a wonderful day. It is Wednesday. That means we should be speaking with Anna Kelly at 8 and Matt the Mortgage Guy at 9.30. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.